0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come, Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 43 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come, Follow Me materials. Studying in the week of February the 13th to February the 19th, uh, covering Matthew Chapter 5 and Luke Chapter 6. And today we're going to continue on into Matthew Chapter 5. And we are going to um, talk about the, the law of Christ and its relationship uh, with the law of Moses. Now, this starts in about Matthew 5.17 and we'll focus our our discussion on the Matthew uh, version but we might dip into the Luke one depending on the time, as it is just so long. And we've got three more days in which to cover that and a really important verse at the end of Matthew 5, so we'll see how it gets on, but Christ introduces this by saying, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So he is pointing to how there is going to be a change or an improvement or development in the law uh, that is given to these people. And this is not the first time um, and it's not the last time uh, that there has been uh, edits or changes made uh, to the. the way things are run in Christ's church. Now, of course, these are um, changes which are very dramatic and drastic and only the Saviour could do probably himself, which is why he has come to fulfil the law, as he says. But, of course, we know that changes and adaptations are made, you know, to some of the um, kind of policy laws uh, in the the Lord Moses. And as time goes on, things change slightly. Um, And also uh, we see in the restored church that we see changes happen. We see changes happen even after, just after Christ leaves, in the fact that when we get to uh, the ministry of the apostles, we see that Peter receives a revelation to change the law about their health health code and what they can and can't eat uh, as to what is kosher, and that is changed. So we see that this is a, a practice that is normal, in a Christchurch, that there are developments and improvements made for the people at the time, depending on what is the context. Um, So if we go to um, verse 21, um, he starts to teach about um, the the things that he's going to focus on, the change or the improvement that is made. He says in verse 21 uh, and 22, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old, Time thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment; but I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment um so this is an interesting one because in the King James Version, as I just read, it has this phrase without a cause now um the Joseph Smith translation uh, in matthew five twenty four um omits the words without a cause. And 3 Nephi 12.22 omits the words without a cause. And um, people um, who don't have uh, a, a trust that the, the, the Book of Mormon is the word of God may point to that and say, oh, that you know, this is um, an example of the prophet Joseph Smith trying to change certain elements of the Bible. What I found fascinating in my study is if you go to uh, some of the newer translations of the Bible, for example, in the English Standard Version, it says this. But I say say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And uh, in the New International Version, it says, But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. So in these translations of the Bible, which are widely accepted by the Christian world, uh, the without a cause is also dropped from their text, uh, which indicates that in the original uh, Greek that this was probably something which was... um, Added or something that was included by the King James King James version translators, rather than being in the original in the original text itself. Um, perhaps those who were translating it did not feel that this was a an attainable uh, goal to not be uh, angry with your brother, even if there is a cause. Uh, but whatever the reason, uh, this just shows how inspired um, the Prophet Joseph Smith was, because um, it was it's widely accepted now that is something that is removed from the uh the text in newer today translations of the bible which were not around of course when the prophet joseph smith was working on his um translation uh, under the revelations given to him by the lord so i just thought that was interesting uh moving on of course this um this focus on the um Living the higher law is something that runs right through the rest of this chapter now. And, of course, uh, we have a few exact, few more examples given. Um, we have uh, in verse 27 and 28. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever look upon a woman to lust after her have committed adultery with her already in his heart. Um, President Russell and Nelson uh, said this, quote... Self-esteem is also earned by obedience to God's commandments regarding chastity. Yet in in our day, those commands have been attacked and trivialized. The morality of self-discipline with appropriate denial or restraint has been popularly popularly depicted as unhealthy and dehumanizing. The truth is, it is dehumanizing to define oneself by our desires alone. Each human human being is a child of God, created in his image with natural appetites to control. Close quote. Um, so yeah, really important aspect, really that we have this understanding that we are, of course, not to do these things. Whether it is to to murder, I mean, we we can all accept that is okay. Well, not okay. That it is um, understandable that that should be a commandment. Uh, we can all accept that uh, committing adultery is not okay. Uh, you know, people in the world. I generally agree with that principle as well even though it is probably not seen as um as important as not murdering someone um uh, and there's of course other aspects in life as well that um, we are meant to live the commandments but we must also be careful that we do so in our hearts for example the not not being jealous or envious of another person um living the Sabbath day, keeping the Sabbath day holy, which we are going to talk a little bit more about as well. In all these things, um, there is an important aspect of that to do it actually by the letter, but also to change our desires so that we do not desire to do those things. And, um, and then the what's fascinating then is what happens in verse 29. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for, to, for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body shall be cast into hell. So the Savior is saying that if there is any part of you or something that is in your life that is causing you to do these things, remove it because it's much better that you get to the kingdom of heaven without those things than it is that you keep those things and do not make it. Um and of course, that could apply to whatever it is that we are working on or struggling with at this time. It's better that we remove that from our lives and have something missing that what, from what we would expect to have um than it is to continue uh, in the way that we are that we are living in that way. I think we will uh, leave that there. Um, There's obviously plenty more to get through, but we have got a couple more days in which to do so. And of course, we can always use the Monday episode if we need to. So uh, thank you so much uh, for studying with us today, particularly as we go into this very important part of the Saviour's teachings. Uh, Please do join us uh, as we uh, continue with that tomorrow. Please share with us on Facebook what you studied as well in the Facebook group. It would be great to hear what you've uh, been studying. Uh, And uh, until we meet again.